Welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again, I want to say that 2020 is going to be an extraordinary year. Yes, we're in the valley right now with the coronavirus and the other viruses of racial inequality, but we are going to see some outstanding, miraculous changes, some awesome moves by the one and only living true God, Daddy God, you have Lord God, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit. We are going to see signs and wonders and miracles in 2020 and 5,780 in the Jewish calendar. So just hold on tight and just keep your eyes on Christ Jesus. So, as you know, I'm doing a special broadcast on how to divorce proof your marriage. And this will be my fourth broadcast where I will spend quite a bit of time delving into what I call supernatural sex. But before we do that, let's do a quick recap. Recap number one. We've got an enemy and his name is Satan and he is an invisible enemy that will use everything in his arsenal to destroy your marriage. Why? Because first of all, he hates mankind. Secondly, he hates marriages even more. Why? Because when a man and a woman come together as one in marriage with Christ Jesus in the center, it is the image of God and Satan hates the image of God. So recognize this. Secondly, we recognize that we need to understand that we date our we're dating our representatives, that we are dating our best selves, that when you are dating, that you present your best foot, your best presentation, you are looking good, you're smelling good, you're talking good, everything is good when you're dating. But once you get married, then we have the issues of life. The world itself will become bombarding our marriage and we need to understand this. Also that we need to get God's approval. We need to get God's approval on who we determine to spend the rest of our lives with. Why is this? We want to do this because we want to do this because God knows what the individual is going to be like a year from after your marriage, five years after your marriage, 30 years after your marriage, 50 years after your marriage. God knows this individual and they know they God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. They know what's best for you. What is the best fit for your destiny? Right. 
The other interesting thing that we heard in a previous broadcast is the two targeted areas that Satan comes after with a passion is sex and money. And males and females have different perspectives on sex and different perspectives on money. And then we came close to the end where we talked about, I said, count it all joy and how joy is going to be critical. Joy is different from happiness. Joy is a supernatural fruit of the spirit. Now, let's talk a little bit more about supernatural sex and exactly what is supernatural sex. If you recall in my earlier broadcast, I talked about how it's important that you couple with your future spouse in the spiritual arena, the spiritual area first. Right? In your volition, in your intuition, in your consciousness. There's a great book by Watchman Nee called The Spiritual Man. If you want to get more detail in the tripart being the spirit, the soul, and the body. But the first step is connecting with your future spouse in the spirit realm. But before that even happens, you need to connect with the Father. You need to connect with Christ Jesus. And you need to connect with the Holy Spirit. When you connect with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you're not interested in being religious. You are interested in a relationship. That's right. A relationship. And you want intimacy. The more intimate your relationship is with the Father, the more intimate your relationship is with Christ Jesus, the Son, the more intimate your relationship is with the Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruhakadash, the more intimate your, your relationship with your future spouse is going to be. That's right. It is a foundation of intimacy. Why am I talking about intimacy so much before I talk about supernatural sex? Just because you have sex doesn't mean you have intimacy. I spoke, I talked about this in the earlier broadcast where I talked about the whole institution of prostitution, right? And how it is a transaction where money is exchanged for sex. And guess what? It is not. It is not intimacy. Right? So, the spiritual realm is critical. Critical if you want to have supernatural sex. You must couple. You must be connected with your future spouse in the spirit realm, in the spiritual arena. Next is the soul realm. This is the next level where you couple where you come together with your future spouse and that is in the soul realm. This is where the mind, the will, and the emotion and this is the area where Satan 
attacks, he is fierce, especially in the mind and the emotional realm. Okay, and the soul is the linchpin. If Satan can get you deceived and acting under his influence in the soul realm, the body will soon follow. The body is neutral. The body, the two, the two arenas that control that can control the body is the spirit and the soul realm. What you want is you want to be born again. You want your spirit to be have the Holy Spirit and the spirit of Christ Jesus in combined with your spirit. And you are in communion with the Father, Daddy God, you with the Son, Lord God, Yahshua Amashiach, Christ Jesus, and with the Lord God, Ruhakadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. And you will have your spirit rule your soul, and then the body falls into, into position of obedience. This is where you have healthy minds. Your mind is healthy. Your your thought life is healthy. Your body is healthy. You're not overweight. You're not um you're not eating things out of order that will be detrimental to your health. Your your emotions are are good. They're 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 healed. They're whole. You, you know, you, you have a healthy, healthy soul. Your soul is prospering. And as your soul prospers, your body prospers, your finances prosper, your relationships, including your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your future children, the relationship with your family members, the relationship with your community, the relationship with Everyone that's in your sphere of influence, it is all good if you are w- walking under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and your spirit is one with the Father, one with the soul, with one with Christ Jesus the Son, and one with the Lord God Holy Spirit. Oh yes, you will have a magnificent life if you will align your soul with the Spirit of God, with your born-again spirit. But it doesn't come easy. Your mind has to be renewed. It has to be washed with the Word daily because your mind is bombarded day in and day out. Even in your dreams, you are being bombarded. God is trying to get words to you and wisdom to you, insight and understanding to you, and Satan is trying to get his agenda to you so you can self-destruct. Because guess what? God the Father gave all power and all authority to His only begotten Son, Christ Jesus. And he, Christ Jesus, gave his authority and power to his bride, the church, which is you and I, spiritual believers, that have accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So, 
intimacy. This is critical for supernatural sex. So we couple in the soul realm. We couple in the soul realm. Yes. And in coupling in the soul realm, this is wonderful. This is exciting because your minds are one. Your emotions are purified and bathed with the blood of Jesus and they're healed and they're whole. Your will is aligned with the will of the Father, the will of the Son, the will of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. And so you are one in your will. This is why the atoms, male atom and female atom, could actually convert the entire planet into the Garden of Eden because they would have been one in unity. And there's a commanded blessing. There's a commanded blessing when you are one. When you are one, when you're in unity and you have the commanded blessing, the anointing upon you, everything you touch prosper. Everything you touch is made good. You can actually do what God had mandated from the very beginning, and that was to make the entire planet Earth like the Garden of Eden. So this is why it is critical for supernatural sex to couple in the soul realm you need to be like minded you need to be now I'm not saying that you are an, a, a, um, a carbon copy of your spouse in your thought life no I'm not saying that but what I am saying is on the biggies on the big things of life you are in agreement you have the same morals you believe in the same things you 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 want to have children it's it's tough if one person in one couple one person in the marriage doesn't want to have children and the other person does that's not a good thing you need to be in one accord and on the big things right and one of the big things like i said before that that is rarely really delved into is the finances is money how do you really what do you think about money um, what's your position on money? How should you use money? Uh, do you believe in saving money? Do you believe in um, doing without? That's one of the interesting things. When you look at some of the, the wealthiest people in the world, they were able to deny themselves and save their money. And then when the opportunity came to invest in, in um, deals, they had the money and that's how they became what rich and then later they become wealthy okay so your perspective on wealth and riches and those things are very critical and it's and if you're in one accord it in your mind on the big things of life and really everything's big to me but the big things in life then you're on your way to having supernatural sex because your soul your mind your will and your emotion now the emotional realm is a you know once again you need to um, make sure this is where there's a lot of wounding when we grow up as 
you know, we grow up in this world as children, as young teenagers, as young adults. Um, things happen to us and it, it wounds our soul. It wounds us in the emotional realm. And this has to be addressed. This has to be healed by the blood of Jesus. This has to be healed in order for you to have supernatural sex, in order to be totally vulnerable and recognize that you can trust this individual. You can trust them with your deepest, darkest secrets and they will not punish you or use it against you if you get into an argument or if you get into a fight. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is an area where I... I really believe God showed me I failed tremendously in this area. And the reason why is because my former husband is extremely private and I am extremely open. So this is not a good match. This is not a good match. Now, I believe that there should be things that are sacred and held between the husband and wife and no one else. I do believe in that. But when you're when you're first getting married to someone, you're learning these things. And this is where a lot of wounding takes place in the marriage. So... You need to make sure that the emotional realm is healed by the blood of Jesus, that you have dealt with these major issues because these things can come back and Satan can trigger certain things in us which will destroy our marriage and we will not be having supernatural sex. The emotional realm is very critical. We're going to get a little bit, spend a little bit more time, probably a lot more time in this area. The mind, of course, the mind is the battlefield, as Joyce Meyer says. The mind is the battlefield. That is the linchpin. And what is um, done in, in marriage is that the enemy will trigger an emotional, emotions make, unfortunately, a lot of people make Decisions and foolish decisions when they are in emotional um, distress. And those decisions usually turn out to be extremely bad and detrimental to them and detrimental to the marriage. Right? So this is critical. This area needs to be addressed in order to have supernatural sex. So you, this is the coupling area of the soul. The soul is the linchpin. Matter of fact, prosperity, prosperity doesn't happen unless the soul is prospering. So you have to have a prosperous soul. And we'll get more into that also. Now let's talk about the physical. Now, a lot of people think that they've got the physical down because you think, okay, I'm a man he and, uh, and I'm a woman and God designed us to come together to become one. God created sex. But there's more to it than just coupling in the physical realm 
where we connect physically, right, and have intercourse, there are other things that happen in the physical realm that need to be addressed. Some things have happened to people as the, when they were children or when they were young teenagers or young adult in the physical realm. And certain triggers will happen if you touch someone a certain way. A lot of people, a lot of people have been molested by family and friends and relatives and they hide it. They they don't want to share that information, not even with their spouse. And it impacts the their sexual life. And it definitely messes up the ability to have supernatural sex. So you have to have an understanding. This is where trust comes in, where you trust your spouse with your body. But also you've got to communicate with your spouse and let your spouse know certain things about your body so that they may be can minister to you in the proper way. So this is a very critical thing in supernatural sex. So let's talk about why does the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, why do they not want us to have sex outside of marriage? And here is one of the critical things that no one really knows and understands but it goes like this okay most people know you're not supposed to have you're not you shouldn't be having sex prior to marriage but people have sex prior to marriage right so let's just say you're dating you you are truly committed, you know you're getting married, and you're just, you're burning, you're lusting, unfortunately, and that, in some cases, it is lust, is not love, um, after your spouse, right? Because if it was love, you would wait, right? So, you say, well, we're getting married anyway. One of the things that I didn't, I had purposed in my um, life, I said, I will, I don't will never live with anyone. I didn't want to be in a, um, a position where I was living with my future spouse prior to marriage. I didn't want to do that. And when we moved to Houston, Texas, I had a job with Mobile Oil in Dallas, Texas. My former husband was in Houston working on his master's in chemical and environmental engineering at the University of Houston. And I got a transfer to Houston, Texas, so I could be near my future husband. And I wanted a separate apartment. But my former husband kind of said, you know, that doesn't make any sense. It's only just three months. You know, you should, let's just go ahead and get the one apartment and make any sense and financially, la, la, la. So I broke down because I want to make him happy and I did that. That was wrong. I should have never done that. That was something that I, that violated my morals. I didn't want to do that. And I ended up doing that and it, and I paid the price for that in the marriage. So basically, and this is the deal, you 
are not you you're a young teenager. You're not supposed to be having sex, right? Or you're a young adult. You're not supposed to be having sex. If you and if you're in the home, you're gonna tell mom and dad. You're not gonna say, Mom and Dad, Jimmy and I, we're going to go have sex over here in the hotel. Um, we'll be back later. No, you're not gonna say that. You're gonna say, Mom and Dad, we're going to the skating ring. Mom and Dad, we're going to the bowling alley. Mom and Dad, we're going to church. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna say anything but what you're really doing. So what you're doing is sneaking around. And sneaking around having sex is, it's, it's, it is, it puts a, um, the dark twist on sex. Okay. And let me, let's just talk about, um, um, men, when older men and women and you, and you decide that you're going to have sex prior to marriage. Well, the problem is, is that, you know, okay, you're getting married. So you, you say it's okay, but it's really not okay. And so basically you're doing something forbidden, right? It's like forbidden fruit. Okay. So what happens is, is that hmm, you're having sex prior to marriage and it's, it's very exciting, especially for the male to have sex prior to the marriage. And you're you're saying, okay, I love you. You love me. It's okay because we're getting married. No, it's not okay because this is what happens. When you get married, you no longer have to sneak around. You can have sex as much as you want. <laughs> Any way you pretty, pretty much want to have it. Right? But... It's not as exciting as sneaking around sex. So what happens? The husband's at the office and there's this doting secretary or or some colleague that that's really flattering and and there's an attraction and guess what that person has something that you can't give your husband anymore. And guess what that is? Sneaking around sex. It's more exciting to sneak around and do it, to to have something that's forbidden. Do you see now? So what happens? Then that person falls in love and says, oh, man, I made a mistake. You know, I had the passion. I, I, I really I really was into you. But now I'm into this other person and they divorce that person. And guess what? They marry the other person. And guess what happens to them? The same thing. The exact same thing. Now you can have sex freely. Freely. And there's no sneaking around. Therefore, it's not as exciting. And when I was much younger, I wasn't married yet. And... That we were going, we were seeing, I guess it was Star Wars. We were waiting in line to get tickets. And we were hanging around, you know, in line with these people. And that was just, oh, he was devastating. Just gorgeous, gorgeous guy. And then he had his partner. He was, he was nice looking too. They were about like six feet, um, six feet two, six feet three, handsome men, both men. One was very handsome. I was very attracted to one of them. And then I was with uh, my friend who was a buddy. You know, I had a lot of buddies. So, um, and he was like six feet two as well. So we were all hanging out 
And we exchanged business cards because this is what you do in those days. And so we exchanged business cards and then we got our tickets. And then that night we came back to go to the show. And unbeknownst to me, the guy that I was felt that I had an attraction to had a gorgeous wife. She looked Hawaiian. She was drop dead gorgeous. And I said, Edith, you read those signals wrong. Dude, that guy is not interested in you. Not with a gorgeous wife that he's got by his side. You you were reading, you, you got the wrong signals. The next day in my office on the 26th floor <laughs> in Dallas, Texas, at Mobile Oil, I get two phone calls, one from both of them. The first, one guy wasn't interested, and I blew him off quickly because I had no interest in him at all. But the guy that I was attracted to, I had to understand what exactly was going on. So I had my girlfriend, Karen. I said, now, nah, we're gonna. he's coming to my office. I want you to bring him up, and I don't want you to leave the office. I want, I just want you to stay in the office because I want to ask him a few questions. And what ended up happening was, is that he, Karen, he asked Karen to leave and Karen, my friend, left. And I was left alone in my office. So that was mistake one. Edith should have never done it. But I was very curious. Next thing you know, that man had me in his arm so fast. I could not even. My head was spinning. I was like, wait a minute. Hold it. Just one second. So I, I had to know. I said, isn't that your wife that I saw you with last night? She is gorgeous. She is beautiful. A lot more, a lot prettier than me. And I had, I mean, I'm a scientist, so I tell it like it is. Why are you even interested in me when you have a gorgeous wife like that? He gave some lame excuse. But as I got older and God gave me insight, it was the sneaking around he wanted to do. He, I wasn't his first um, <laughs> attempt, I'm sure, but the wisdom of God, even back in those days, and I wasn't where I am now spiritually. I was a carnal Christian in many ways. So, but I had enough wisdom. And I told that man, I said, there is no future for us. First of all, where will we go? We're going to hide over here, hide over there. And then what? what's going to happen? I get into you. You don't get into me, I get hurt. Or how about this one? You get into me, I don't get into you, you get hurt. Or how about this one? You get into me, I get into you, we both get hurt. And guess what? You marry me and do the same thing that you're doing to your wife. I said, I'm not interested. And I said goodbye, had him escorted out. And and yes, he tried to call me, but hey, I never spoke to that man Ever again. Why? Because it wasn't me that he was interested in. It was the sneaking around sex he was interested in. And wives, if you have sex prior to your with your husband prior to getting married, you are gonna have to deal with that. And that's something that's a hard thing to um uh, to compete against. You know, and that's that. It's tough. 
You can overcome it with the help of Christ Jesus. I mean, nothing's impossible in and through God. God can heal and correct that. But it's going to take some work on both of your parts. If you've had sex prior to marriage, that's one of the issues that you're going to have to deal with. That the excitement of the forbidden fruit. When you when the ideal thing is, is that you're both virgins and you have not had anyone but each other and you wait until the wedding night and you're going to have some explosive supernatural sex. However, you you can overcome having sex prior to marriage, but you have to repent. You have to have the blood to renew your mind, to cleanse your soul, and to ask God to heal that so that you guys can enter into being virgins again, purified by the blood, and being uh, operating supernatural sex, but you will be tempted in any area that you have um, uh, fallen. You are going to be tested. I guarantee it. And so you got to be prepared. And it's easy to overcome it. Guess what? The formula is this. Submit to God's word, whatever God's word is on that particular area, and it's not to have adultery, not to commit adultery, right? So submit to God's word. You're going to crucify your flesh. You're going to submit to God's word. You're going to resist the devil then, and he's commanded to flee. Satan must flee. But the problem is, is that we don't want to submit to the word, Right? We want our cake and eat it too. Because we know we got a merciful God. And yes, Jesus has already died for every sin, every sin on this earth. Then once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, every sin on this earth, every sin that we committed in the past, present, and future is covered by the blood. Yes. But this is the, this is the part that people don't really understand. Is that so you go ahead and sin, but when you sin, you open yourself up to Satan and Satan wants to destroy you. So, yes, you're going to heaven and you'll probably get there quicker because you have opened yourself up to Satan and he has legal right to tear you apart in the physical realm and in the soul realm. He can't touch you in the spirit realm because you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. Okay. But let's let's close this out. I'm going to talk a little bit more about supernatural sex and more about what it is and how it works in the opposite. If you violate the rules of having sex prior to marriage. Now, I don't want to um, not end this broadcast without saying Romans 10 Nine, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ Jesus died, was buried, raised and rose from the dead and now sits at the right hand of the Father and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Thank you again for joining me on Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. To be